Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is March 12th. It is time for the Fightful.com post-Monday Night Raw podcast. The show brought to you by DraftBus.com. If you want a different kind of daily fantasy sports coverage or, or uh, experience, rather, head over to DraftBus.com. They have a lot of special, unique games, including the bad boy games for the NBA where you get points for steals, blocks, rebounds, and personal fouls. God, if our test was still in the league, it'd be so easy. But it makes it a little tougher, makes it a little more competitive. They also have goon games for hockey, all kinds of fun stuff. Head over to draftbus.com, check it out. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Fightful Online, all that stuff. We've got a bunch of accounts. You can see them at the top of fightful.com, where you can get all of your pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing news. If you don't like MMA or boxing or wrestling, you can go to FightfulMMA.com or FightfulWrestling.com for all that. We have some alternate commentary podcasts coming up for WrestleMania season. I have more episodes of Wikipedia Fact Check coming up. Lots of cool stuff. As I mentioned in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly last week, I'm doing the Wikipedia Fact Check, making a finisher, squash city, stuff like that in a season format. That way, uh, there's no fatigue with that either on my part or the viewer part. But one thing that is not seasonal is off the tracks with A-Train by one Alex Palowski. Although there are seasons where more things cause more articles, Alex. That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, weird, wacky things in the world of wrestling. Um, I'm assuming that something that happens at, at a compound next week, a deletion might be ultimate, that might be something that they might have to write about. Um but uh, I'm anticipating something coming out of that. But who knows? 
Who knows? I get the feeling Jeff Hardy wants to delete his weekend, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should want to delete that. He was arrested for driving while impaired in North Carolina. We got the news as we went off the air last night, but even Matt Hardy turning a, po- a negative into a positive by tweeting in character about it. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it was a pretty harsh subtweet. Like, he didn't actually yeah. say it, but he said it, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – I'm trying to find it right now, but it, it, it was – Not even Jeff can mess up what he's got going on right now. If this is what they what they should allow it to be, ultimate deletion, yeah, then I don't think even Jeff can mess that up at his worst. Jeff has had his, his share of problems in the past. Of course, we all know about Victory Road and how that, that went down with Sting. And, of course, him getting caught with stuff right after his WWE run ended uh, about a decade ago. And, of course – before that, not wanting to go to rehab or, or leaving WWE. I hope that this was more innocent than it seems, but WWE has no official policy yeah. on this. And they responded to Fightful accordingly by saying he's responsible for his own actions. I mean, nothing happened with the Uso that got popped earlier this year for, for a similar thing, so nothing's going to happen to him here. Unless it's revealed that he was on some kind of narcotic, yeah. then then we could see some some issues arise from this, Alex. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I, I listen, because he's had a problem with this kind of stuff in the past, my first thought was um, that I hope that he's okay. You know what I mean? Because when you have relapses like this, a lot of times that comes out of something – that happens in your life that you can't deal with. And so you go back to old crutches and stuff like that. Um, I, I, there's a lot of alcoholism in my family. Thankfully it skipped my generation and I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. Um, but, uh, but I have uncles and a grandfather who had ruined his life, you know, and he couldn't, he couldn't get a control of it. So uh, I have a lot of sympathy for this disease that, that where it grips you and you can't get out of it. It looked for a while like he was okay, and who knows? The, the thing is that it never really leaves you, you know? Um, I My best friend in the world, like, I watched him go through a terrible, terrible thing with, with, with drinking, and he's, he's like, seven years sober. But he's like, I can't even – he won't even go anywhere near people who are drinking because he knows he can't control himself. So who knows? But, I mean, I, I really hope that if this is a, a start of something, that he gets the help he needs and is, is, is okay. As do I. We kicked off WWE Monday Night Raw with the big dog. He came out. Actually, we we started with the Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, who informed (laughs) the crowd. Joke's on me. I'm the asshole right here. Uh, He comes out, says Brock Lesnar isn't here again tonight. Roman Reigns comes out and says that Lesnar should be fired just like he would be if he no-showed work. Reigns says that he saw Vince McMahon backstage who didn't even have the courtesy of telling him what happened. And he will not be disrespected by the guy he stays on the road uh, away from his family for. <laughs> it was funny because like, I don't take issue with the way that they're building Roman Reigns here. But there was another podcast, and I see it in our recommended videos. I think it was I think it was JD, and <laughs> I did like his title <laughs> a couple of weeks ago because it was so over the top. It's WWE sinks to new lows to get Roman Reigns over. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with it, but I can see why other people are so insulted by it. 
I, I can. But to me, this is this is better than a lot of the things that they did before. Yeah. Like him him coming out and cutting 20-minute promos and stuff like that. So I'm not that offended by it. I'm entertained by it. I'm yeah. intrigued by it. I like it. But I yeah. can definitely see why some people are like, ah, god damn it, this. They're they're going to this. Yeah. Because they've had to go to this Vince McMahon well a few times over the past year after yeah. he didn't do that a lot for a while. But yeah. but they've they've went there with Kevin Owens. Steve Austin did it, but I mean Steve Austin was over already. That was a nostalgia thing, but they're going back to this well again. Yeah, I mean, um, LOL at uh, Roman Reigns being like, <laughs> Vince McMahon does one thing I don't like after years and years and years of like personally making <laughs> sure that I'm at the top of this. How dare he tell me that I that I have disrespect me after giving me four WrestleMania main events in a row? I hate you, Dad. Like that's that. Come on. But well, now on on screen, you kind of get it because Roman Reigns didn't have like a hasn't sure. had a title run in how long? On screen, like years. It feels like it totally makes sense. Um, uh, but at the same time, it was just kind of funny. However. If you if you don't know the actual history of this, you're just watching this as as entertainment. This was really, 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 really well done. The whole thing was excellently done. Uh, I I love Kurt Angle um, as ineffectual middle manager, but at the same time, I can't look at him in, as that. Well, I also looking at him as a guy like I'm going to kick Triple H's ass at, at, at WrestleMania. Well, you you could you. It's hard to be both things. The guy who can't get anything done in his real job, but is totally going to beat his boss's ass at Mania, is a, is is difficult to play that dichotomy. Um, but he's trying. Lord bless him. Um, and uh, Rain, yeah. Rain takes off in a gorilla position where Shane McMahon is, and Vince McMahon is, and Vince says, "We'll talk about this in my office." And the big dog is sent whimpering. Yeah. <laughs> like a scalded dog. Yeah. Like, like a scalded dog. Is it Renee um, Young that was backstage that couldn't get an answer with him? Yes. Renee Young. Yep. So I thought that Roman was good on the promo. I thought that it wasn't too long. Really good stuff. Vince McMahon says that Lesnar isn't his boy, but does have special privileges that he thinks that Brock has earned. Vince says that Roman Reigns is temporarily suspended and should take a take a note from his cousin and know his role and shut his mouth. Mm-hmm. How'd you take to this? Well, I mean, it's they're they're laying on the opposite of what we all know to be true, kind of thick. But okay, fine. It was it was really well done. Um, I, I did um, I did like the idea of you know it, it's 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 funny to think that the I think the main gripe of the people who who hate Roman Reigns and won't ever stop hating Roman Reigns um, is that he receives preferential treatment. So to have him come out there and go, this other guy is getting preferential treatment and I don't like it uh, is a little hypocritical. Um, But again, that's not the story they're telling within this. And the story they're telling within this makes sense. uh, And and I can respect that. Um, I, I, I did think it was funny to have Shane McMahon Back there, like hanging out a gorilla with his dad, uh, and Kevin Owens on Twitter thought it was funny too. He's oh, like, oh, I didn't see that. I was waiting for that because now when I see that, I immediately identify that with the Kevin Owens right 
thing from WWE 24. So I'm yeah. going to go check yeah, that he, immediately. He uh, he tweeted out, oh, look at that. The SmackDown Live commissioner hanging out with daddy at girl position while his <laughs> while his, his entire uh, show is at Dayton doing a live event. Uh, it's nice to see that he's got us on his mind right now. Like, yeah, absolutely. And hey, you know what? As much as I hated this whole SmackDown Live thing, like tomorrow becomes um, must-see TV, and this tonight adds into that. You know, I don't know what the reasoning was to have Shane on camera in that moment. They could have easily not had him on camera, but I think they're going to use it to build whatever they're going to do over on SmackDown. So, man, if Roman Reigns hadn't screwed up in the past, and by that I mean his his wellness failure, man, there's a real promo that he could cut here to – to say, and I mean, it's going to garner a heel reaction, so that's why they don't go there. But he could say, you know, you've tried to anchor your show to a lot of other people who get hurt or mess up. I mean, the entire Cruiserweight division has messed up. WWE tried with that division, and everybody left yeah. or just screwed up. So, I mean, like, he is one consistent, although, you know, he had the yeah. mumps and he had a wellness failure, and there's this this other situation that I'm not even going to bring light to until actual things get revealed from it. But uh, well, it's, it's, it's easy because the problem is that he, he was confused with his twin brother, Luther. And that's the problem. That that's, <laughs> you know, all those Luther Reigns references I've dropped on the show for the last two years have paid off. I love it because there is no show that has probably referenced Luther Reigns once on the yeah. podcast in yeah. two years. I've done it at least 10 times least. when I remind everybody how crappy the in-ring wrestling was at that period on SmackDown. Yep. Sasha Banks defeated Sonya Deville. Uh, Banks was seconded by Bailey. De- Deville had absolution out there with her. This match should have been longer. It was six or seven minutes with the majority of it during a commercial. But this was to get Sasha over. That was the point of it. So ultimately, I'm okay with that. If this helps lead to Sasha Banks and Bailey at... WrestleMania, then cool. Because we know where Sonya's going. She's mm-hmm. in the Battle Royal, which we will talk about right after this. Sasha had a, cu- a nice double knee off the top. Counters a Mandy distraction with the bank statement. Gets the tap out on DeVille. Bailey leaves dejected and Absolution jumps Sasha. They don't even let Paige stomp people. No. no That's but- sad, man. Like I think she can stomp somebody without... <laughs> apparently not apparently doing the not. old ellering thing where she's just <laughs> you get him you get him apparently she's not cleared for stomping yeah. but um i did think it was funny that she, the uh the uh the announce team the party rock shuffle <laughs> the, the announce team said oh no it's a three-on-one beatdown and, and like, like nah, not really, nah, <laughs> really. that third isn't really there does it Unless she's like from her pointing so hard, like the breeze is disturbing, uh, Shasha. Um, I thought it was very funny how this whole thing started with Bailey coming out and obviously not wanting to be there. And my immediate thought was like, did somebody like kidnap her dog? Like, who's forcing her to do this? Like, you you go out there, Bailey, or, or we're gonna hurt Poochie. Like, I don't I don't know what why. Who's forcing her to go out there? It was a very odd thing. Her whole body language of being out there was like, God, I don't want to be here. Which to me, it says, why are you then? Like that, I understand why, because you have to have this angle, but starting it off with her, like not at all wanting to be there just made the whole thing seem odd. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, listen, we're, we're, we're building toward this Sasha versus Bailey thing. Um, and I, I kind of like that 
Bailey's doing stuff that that is, you know, not great, like leaving her to get beat down and um, not not hit it, not uh, being there for a tag, stuff like that. But when taken into context of all the times that Sasha has turned her, her turned her back on Bailey, it kind of gets them even. But I don't feel like either one of them is like, gosh, I really root for her because Bailey's not handling this well. So, you know, it's going to make for a lot of gray area in that match, presuming we get it. And I'm looking forward to that. So after this, it was announced via a video that they are instituting the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. Okay, yeah. so good for the women getting in a match. Mm-hmm. Had to happen somehow. I thought it would be a, a multiple person tag, but. The real story of this is this being the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. And I fully expected. Now, now we're just bringing this up on YouTube. So we will get some SJW comments for this. <laughs> yes, we will. Yeah, we YouTube will. brings out the worst in people. Oh, my God. And, you know, until a few years ago, I wasn't that hip to the history of Fabulous Moolah and what she did and the horrible things that she did to women. And if you guys want to hit up uh, Google and really dig deep, there's a lot of it. But. And somebody had put on Twitter, everybody has skeletons in their closet. And yeah, I mean, I do too. I've said a lot of things that I regret in my past and done a lot of stupid things that I later apologized for and that I later tried to fix and that I rectified or I felt remorse for. There is zero indication that Fabulous Moolah ever apologized, felt remorse, or was punished or served any type of type of i don't know vengeance or or payback or anything for the yeah. horrible things that she did as a human being and if social media was around back then oh, oh, oh boy jbl would be on commentary like y'all that's fucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's a pretty pretty good uh summarization um literally anybody else should be the, the the namesake of this. Like you were saying, the Miss Elizabeth, Sherry Martell, anybody. Bertha Faye, later on. They, Sherry they, Martell, like, come on, man. Like Anybody. Revolve it every yeah. year. Next year can be the Luna Vachon Invitational. <laughs> the year after that, the Bertha Faye. Like, they're... I can't yeah. believe... What's next? What are they doing next? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You going with the rude boy Riley developmental battle royal? Is that what you're doing? He was just convicted of child porn charges. You going no. that route, guys? No, let's not do that. I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, yeah. Who thought? Who brought this up? And no. like, I just want to know. And I'm going to ask around. Like, of course I am. But you know, this was just announced tonight, so a lot of my messages haven't been returned yet. But I'm wondering who in that writers' room or who, where this decision was made. Well, and did I mean, anybody go? You know, that's not going to be good. I'm, that's not going to go good. I'm. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously, it's it would only be speculation. I know that the reason that the May Young Classic was named that was because Stephanie McMahon had a very good relationship with May Young. I don't know what her relationship was with Moolah, but that she was around her at the same time she was around May. Maybe it was a the same thing that that it was like her two. You know. 
alternate grandmas that she would hang around with and she developed mm-hmm. without without knowing anything about her personal history and that in stephanie mcmahon's mind or anybody's mind can be completely separate from the person that you knew but it doesn't change that the whole person probably doesn't deserve to have a match named after them if they did the things that they did you know yeah and uh it's just it's just a bad look and you know i've heard that May Young did some stuff in her day too, and you know nothing to the degree of what I've heard that Moolah did. Yeah, it's just there. There are other options, and if and we're gonna run a fans react piece to this tomorrow, so we're gonna see. And if you go down the the reactions on that tweet that they posted, it's not good. Nope. It's a bad look. It's really rough. It's nasty. I, I think that they that they think that their fan base is less informed than it is. You know what I mean? They just, they don't realize that, hey, Google exists. Fabulous Moolah, let me Google her and let's find out what what she was all about. I I forget what she did. Oh, no. Yeah. Because it comes right up when you Google Fabulous Moolah. So, you know. Well, at least next year when you're not getting on the show, people will be able to go to the John Bradshaw Layfield shower soaping pageant. So there's that. (laughs) That. There's a light at the end of every tunnel. Yeah. Yep. Announced for the WWE Hall of Fame today was Kid Rock. This was uh, reported back in December. I I won't get into his political beliefs or anything like that because whatever. But from a celebrity perspective, I think he belongs in there as as well as anybody else. He performed themes for The Undertaker, Stacey Keebler, he performed at WrestleMania, Tribute to the Troops, Monday Night Raw. Uh, there was the Joe C. connection, which I hope he brings up in his speech. I hope they I hope they do that. But he got booed in Detroit. Yeah, he's because he's a piece of shit. Like he's he's not he's not a good person. Like and not only that, but his but his artistry is like well, I, I think Kid Rock himself said it best when he said, "Ba with the ba." The bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, diggy. Said the boogie, jump up, drop the boogie. That's, that's a good the album. Most, I like that album. That's the most famous lyric he ever wrote. Um, and you know, I mean, it says it all. I think. Also, there was a later song that that he wrote uh, all summer long, where he oh, um, he wrote he rhymed. Um, we were trying different things with we were smoking, we were smoking funny. funny things. Things so you know a real top-notch lyricist there. He's the next Bubba Sparks. Not to mention his whole, you know, I'm from I'm from Detroit, so I represent Detroit with the Confederate flag. Like he's he's great. I love Kid Rock. I mean, that is, okay, so I don't want to get too much into the politics sure, of sure, things, sure, but sure, sure. yeah, I'm from Kentucky. Yeah. We've got our fair share of Confederate flags around here. Which You're also from won't, Kentucky, won't, where which, I would expect to see the Confederate flags, exactly. not Detroit. To, to be fair, if Kid Rock walked out the back door of his Detroit home right now, he turned, he whipped it out and peed, it would land somewhere in Canada. That's true. Which screams out <laughs> Southern boy to me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, from a celebrity perspective, I think he belongs in there just as much as anybody. The Lonely Road of Faith video was one of the greatest WWE tribute videos of all time. I'm cool with him getting in. Whatever. Uh, now, I'm not one like... When 
I'm trying to think. Okay, so people say, oh, well, The Rock's not in the Hall of Fame, and this person's not in the Hall of Fame. As far as talent, that doesn't really matter to them. They they don't have it on like a set time or anything like that. It doesn't. It's not order of importance. However, I would have thought that if they're doing a celebrity wing, that Cindy Lauper would have been in a long time ago, just because of how instrumental that she was early on and the connections there and all that. But hey, whatever. That this is about as political as we're going to get on this show until Wednesday when Jimmy Van says, "No, this isn't a political podcast." <laughs> and we talk about politics for twenty minutes. I told him if he moved me to Canada, I would run for office there because he's been <laughs> stuck out on a flight. I don't know something with Air Canada. We get a preview of Ultimate Deletion. I'm pumped for this. I can't wait. Oh man, it's going to be so good. I mean, the the gang the gang's all here. You know, like. And when when you can be like he's like, listen, gosh, I want to I want if anybody's out there who had no idea what the hell this whole broken hearty thing was in TNA, and you're watching it tonight, and you watch this preview, and you go, wait, who's the old guy with the shovel? Wait, there are, there's there's a baby, there are two babies, what there's a boat. What's going on? Like, I want you to tell me your honest reactions. Like, tweet me. I want to know. Yeah. Who's like, like, he just says King Maxwell, and there's a, there's a like a one and a half year old, and and that's that's supposed to be normal. And the thing is, for those of us who watched the entire build of that broken character in TNA, you yes, it is normal, and we've been waiting for <laughs> we've been waiting with bated breath for King Maxwell to make his first WWE appearance. But for those people out there who have no idea what this is, they must be going, wait a minute, what? Um, which I just honestly love uh, because I know that whatever they do, with the help of Jeremy Borash, who I, oh, I'm assuming is involved in this, um, that to, next week they're going to show you all of this stuff as, as great as it could possibly be. Um, and um, if this leads to a, a, an overhaul of the Bray Wyatt character in some way, like if he comes out of the lake of reincarnation as something else, my God, what a great way to get a reboot of that character that's become so stale. Because I still believe in Bray Wyatt in the ring. I really do. I, I just his his character's become a parody of itself. So give him a new character and watch him work. And I, I think it could be really great. Guys, uh, another quick plug. I did an NXT recap show last week. I'm going to try to get 205 Live on there, Ring of Honor, when when I'm able to watch that on time or when they have a new show, some stuff like that. That will be on. I don't have a set time for it. I did it at 1 in the morning on a Thursday last week. Just a little something to add. Also, we have some premium content coming up at Fightful that will allow you to support Fightful and get some cool new content that you'll only be able to get that way. And, of course, register absolutely free at Fightful. Use those forums. Have a little bit of fun. But uh, we've got some cool stuff on the way. John Cena came out. I'm going to try to group these segments together as they happen because there was there was a lot of that. John Cena comes out and says that he'll be at WrestleMania as a fan, then pretends to be a fan by running into the crowd and taking a drink of beer, which apparently got him fucking hammered. <laughs> because he starts like the most obnoxious and i'm not surprised that john cena would give the most obnoxious this is awesome chant like i've never heard one more obnoxious than that 
He then starts a, he tries to start a let's go Roman chant, which is shut down. Then uh, teases a let's go Cena chant. I, I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, corny, but fun. Cena says, he's not supposed to do this. Oh, this is like when you go to the car dealership and they're trying to get you. Like you bring, Here, here's a story for you. Two years ago, I took my Toyota Camry. Cars last forever. Toyotas last forever. And it was only at like 100,000 miles. And they tried to get me to pay them to trade it in when I looked at the deal. And I said, nah, fam. It doesn't work like that. And then they're like, well, we don't usually do this. But, and then 10 minutes later, they're saying, how can we get you to leave with this car? Yeah. That was John Cena right here. I'm I'm going to take a loss on this sale. I'm, yeah. I'm not supposed to do this. If my boss knew I was doing this, he would fire me on the spot. But for you, I'm going to give you a deal. That's what this was. I know my options were facing Brock Lesnar, who I faced seven times on pay-per-view. Or AJ Styles, who I faced seven times on television, including last Tuesday on free TV but I'm just going to go ahead and do this. I'm not supposed to. It might cost me my job. (laughs) Since WWE is in the habit of firing people in storyline who don't do what they're supposed to do. He challenges the undertaker. It gets a great pop of huge pop. pop. I, I thought it was good. Cena tells undertaker to get over his own ego calls undertaker, a self-centered conceited egomaniac and says, if you didn't want to do it, you wouldn't be posting videos of yourself working out on Michelle McCool's Instagram. And line was fire. Even though, like, really, I don't think it was that fire. But no. when mentions like this happen, they get great reactions. Oh, yeah. And it makes me think they're more fire than they actually are. That's true. <laughs> on, on the scale of one to Becky Lynch's new gear, <laughs> I would put it somewhere in the about- middle. Yeah. I'd put it at baggy shorts that most indie wrestlers wore with the flames on it in 2003. That's the level I put it at. But I, I like the promo. I like the segment. I thought it was good. This is an angle we've not seen somebody come at The Undertaker from. The, hey, even though you were a locker room leader for two decades, you're a selfish bitch type of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think the reason the reason that – because I went back and I watched it a second time because I, I, my, my attention was divided with family stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, I think he's – did he do what I thought he did? And he did. I love the idea of, oh, well, screw it. I challenged The Undertaker to a match at WrestleMania just as 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 matter of fact as possible. The screw it totally popped me. I thought that was really funny. Um, but just the idea of coming out and saying those words in that sentence, you know, because it's never done that way. It's always done in some roundabout way, but saying – I challenge The Undertaker to a match at WrestleMania is so straightforward, it totally works. And then all the stuff on top of that works fine, too. Um, but I also love the idea of, like, now, I don't know why this match that I wanted is impossible. If, if it's them, if it's them back there of WWE, and I say what I'm about to say, they're going to cut off my mic and kick me off or whatever. <laughs> so I'm going to say it. Let's see what happens. And he says it. It's like, oh, well, it's not them, is it? It must be you. I wanted to. I wanted to call him Mark. Like I wanted just to like. I wanted just to like to really be as because you know, the whole thing is like 
I the, the thing from a couple of weeks ago where he says John Cena and The Undertaker have 39 WrestleManias between them. That's more than there have been WrestleManias. These guys have been around a while, a long, long time, and they know each other so well. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is a really great opportunity to do this. And like I said, um, Cena goes out there, has his first match against Kurt Angle, has a great showing against him, goes backstage, gets dapped up by The Undertaker. If you, if you spin that forward all through those years to now, where it's, you know, one more match for Taker against Cena. Like, there's a lot of story. Like, the, all what I'm saying is, if this match happens, which we expect it will, um, the video package for this match at Mania is going to be insane. That's what I'm going to say. I think this is a great addition to WrestleMania. It's a match that needed to happen before their careers were done for better or for worse. Yeah. It's not one that's been done to death, and that's what makes it special. I brought this up before. Like, I'll draw the UFC comparison again. I'm excited for Habib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson because they tried to make it happen, but it never has, and it's finally going to happen. I'm excited for when Conor McGregor fights Nate Diaz for a third time because I know the first two were great. When WWE does a lot of these matches to death, by the time they get to the pay-per-view, it's not special anymore. So this is special to me, and there are a lot of question marks surrounding an Undertaker. So there we go. (laughs) <laughs> the Miz Taraj attacked the bar who they were set to challenge mm-hmm. on this show. Actually, actually, you know what? I'll save that for the end because it's all grouped in. It's all grouped together. Good. Good idea. Miz brings out Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Miz says that Finn Balor is the man in bingo halls. Now, usually Miz is pretty on point with references like this. Yeah. This doesn't work. Finn Balor worked seven Wrestle Kingdoms. Yeah. Seven of them. Yeah. My yeah. God, the bingo hole line doesn't work. Rollins and Balor go back and forth with each other, and the Miz is loving it. They tease fighting tonight in Detroit. Crowd all about it. They wanted it. They turn their attention to Miz, but Rollins ends up punching Balor anyway. We get a match out of this. Solid work per usual coming from these two in the early going. Not a surprise. I'm glad Balor's using the 1916 lately. It is amazing how somebody who's been wrestling for a decade and a half can improve as much as he has in the last eight months. I mean, you you experienced my criticism of Finn Balor oh, on a yeah. basis. 
The offense was redundant. It was kicks and stomps and nothing else. That isn't the case and hasn't been the case for, since last summer. This is the most exciting work I've seen him do since the New Japan days. I think it's better than his NXT work, Alex. No, no, he, he's he, he's got a new uh, newfound sense of like just you know joie de vivre. This guy, he 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 loves he loves life now. Like it's it's it feels like that. Like he feels like he's going out there and just having a blast. Um, you know, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my perception, and that's not at all the case. But it, it certainly looks that way to me. Um, yeah, this was really fun. Um, uh, I think these two guys are great. Like, listen, if either one of these guys takes the belt off of Miz at, at Mania, and they could work this this program, Finn versus Seth, you know, for a few months, and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. These guys are great together. And the whole thing is that I love about it is that the, the my favorite thing about the whole match was the finish. Like, like if you've if you've watched Seth Rollins, you know that he does the superplex into the Falcon Arrow. That's one of his moves. We think it should finish, guys. But oh, yeah. he pulls it out every match. And so, in in my little head, the way that I would that I would write this, if 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 it were to, if you were to give Finn a promo about this. About this moment, you would say, I have replayed that match with you, Seth Rollins, at SummerSlam two years ago in my mind a million times. Like it, it could it have could I have could I have landed that better when you when you hurt my shoulder and I went out for a year? Made him miss mania. Made him miss mania, made made him lose that title that, that I still have never gotten a shot at. And I blame you for it because you hurt me. So I've gone over that match more than any other match over and over and over again. I know all your tricks. I know what you do and I know how to counter it, which is why when he goes for the Falcon Arrow out of the superplex, he's got a small package wrapped up for it. And I love that like it, it appeared as though Seth had never considered the possibility that somebody would reverse that Falcon Arrow coming out of the superplex. That's why he was so stunned by it. Like he didn't even, uh, wasn't even really a good attempt at a kick out. That all worked really, 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 really well. Um, so I love that. I love moments like that where I feel like there could be a legitimate A to B to C connection, even though they'll probably never, ever use it. But I feel like there is one of Finn and Seth two years ago to tonight. I feel like there's there's that and there's that history that, that could spin forward into programs in the future. I'm looking forward to seeing where these guys go after Mania. I am too. This was uh, a solid match, as you would expect from these two. I want to see like a sling blade counter, counter, counter into this. Although that move on the new WWE 2K games is going to be like the float over DDT. Everybody's going to have it, even yeah. though only a couple people use it. That's true. In WWE. Can you can you counter a sling blade with a sling blade? Can you sling blade each other? Like 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 when the when two, when two guys do a cross body at the same time? Yeah. Like, can I you sling blade each other? I, I want to see that spot. Like, if That's it's possible, work out. make it work. I want to see it. You're going to have me in my gym trying to double sling blade one of my teammates now trying to figure out the logistics of this. <laughs> oh, man. Love the finish. Thought it was really good. Clever. A, a question that I had that we didn't really touch on. Kid Rock, Hall of Fame. He's going to be there WrestleMania weekend. Ties to The Undertaker. What are the chances you think we hear American Badass as the Undertaker's theme? Because 
It's a possibility. I was, so I was hoping for uh, the big evil uh, version of, of Taker at Mania. But I'll take American Badass. As much as that song is ridiculous, um, that persona of Taker was, was fun. Was really fun. When he came back for the first time on that damn Harley and was out there in like the cutoff like jean shirt and the bandana choke slamming fools at Judgment Day, I think it was. Like whenever what your, whatever year that was. Yeah, that was oh. amazing. That was I Bring was watching on. that on pay per view. Well, I we I was back then. I was I was in college. We were watching it all Ooh, together. Pay per view. That was insane, insane. So yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. That'd be fun. His, his work wasn't the greatest in that, but I love the character. Love no, the character. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, many expected us to see the five foot three Hispanic version of the Undertaker with Pod playing his theme. So. You never know. Never At least know. That's what some said. That's what some said. Yep. Asuka's in the ring to address her decision to face Charlotte. She's interrupted by Alexa Bliss. As Joe Holbert pointed out on Twitter last night, one of our great writers, mm-hmm. we're going to get weeks of Alexa saying that Asuka was afraid of her, which is kind of cool. Now, uh, Asuka's doing the... Which I don't think is is that bad. I know some people will be upset and offended by it, but... Kind of making fun of the fact that Oscar doesn't speak great English. They're going full bore with the Alexa Bliss isn't PC character, yeah. and I'm down for it. If people think it, and it's a character that she's comfortable playing and she can do as well as she's doing, I'm all for it. Oscar says to be the woman, you got to beat the woman, and that she thinks that Charlotte is the best champion in WWE. Alexa, who is flanked by Mickey, by the way says that she will face this woman, and nobody comes out. Mickey attacks her. This match wasn't all that. Asuka kicking the ring post makes a loud-ass noise. I still got to find out what the hell those things are made out of. You get Rusev Day chance. Although Mickey does hit one of the better Sunset Flip power bombs I've seen recently. That was, that was nice, but that's eh, whatever. She gets put in the Asuka lock. What do you think of the match and the promo? Before we get into the the meat and potatoes of this segment, well, this is this is what I was asking for last night. Uh, I needed a reason. Just give me give me any reason why Oscar would say, "I'm on this one brand, but I have no interest in that title. I want to go to a different brand and wrestle for that title." Um, that's uh, yeah. This was fine. This is what I expected. That the bigger challenge would be Charlotte. I wanted her to come out and say it. Like I wanted her to say to to Bliss, "Beating you would be too easy." I want a challenge. Like I wanted that part of it, but uh, but what we got was fine. Uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, Alexa Bliss plays that plays that that part of this heel character well. As long as we don't get into Asian accents or trying to uh, like trying to have Alexa like give a promo in Japanese, but she uses like you know all like titles of sushi or something. Like yeah. if we don't if we get if we stay away from that. We stay away from Jinder Mahal, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, yes, not yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. We stay away from that. Um, uh, one of the things I do want to be like, I want to know the exact moment that Mickey James turned heel because she was Wonder Woman in the Elimination Chamber match. She was dressed as Wonder Woman. She had the flappy pants. She was hitting meteoras on on Sonya Deville. She was super baby face in that match. The next night, she was like, "Hey, I guess I'm with Alexa Bliss now." And now she's like laying it on thick. Like she was really healing it up tonight. So at some point she was like, "Yeah, screw it. I I I was lying to everybody when I was being nice." Because she's really evil now. 
Um, so it's a very interesting thing that like, there's no, no, nothing precipitated this change. Like there wasn't a moment where she said, you know what? I'm turning heel on camera. So she must have done it off camera. And I just wondered when that, when that, when that happened. Um, but I, the match was fun. Uh, I, I like Asuka somehow playing from underneath, even though she, we know she could ruin anybody's day. Um, yeah. uh, and, uh, and that summer stuff flower, Sunflat flip power bomb was excellent. Did you say the sun, the sun flap, the sunset flap power bomb? Yeah, because she wasn't wearing flaps today. I'm wondering oh if the if the flappy pants were like were like a baby face gimmick. Yeah, and, I think so. And you, well, know, you can't you can't have them when she's uh, a heel. So a lot of people. Well, I don't want to say a lot of people. I saw some people that took issue with Oscar appearing on Raw. I don't have an issue with that. She's still a Raw superstar, but she's challenging for the SmackDown Championship. If she loses, she goes back to Raw. That's that's SmackDown doesn't get her. But if she's challenging, I'm cool with her being on both until that match happens. Yeah, no, this is this is this is okay f- for me now. Um, if she if she loses and comes back to Raw, that makes sense. Uh, if she wins and then goes to SmackDown to be their champion, that also makes sense. Um, I understand she's got unfinished business with the whole Alexa Bliss uh, program here um, that they need to to use her for. Uh, that's that's fine. Logistically, it's okay. Um, I, I do think it is funny that that of all the people in WWE, John Cena, Alexa, those are your only two free agents. Uh, not Alexa, excuse me, Oscar. Those are your only two free agents on the entire roster. Well, Undertaker too. Well, yeah, it's true. He did say SmackDown has always been my home. And the next time we saw him, he was on Raw. So, yeah. Yeah, he said that he was back digging holes and taking souls, which uh, tickled one Matt Riddle when I told him on the air, one of the best moments of that podcast history. That's true. Backstage, Alexa Bliss tells Nia Jax that she had planned on all them beating up Asuka. They exchange a hug after Alexa says that she loves Nia. Nia confirms that she'll be in Alexa's corner against Asuka next week. When did I did I miss them making that match? Uh, I didn't see it either, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess we both missed it. If they did, we both missed it. Well, Nia says she will. She completely destroys an enhancement talent, she being oh, Nia Jack. She looked really good in this performance. But that's not the story. No. Hell of an elbow drop, by the way. Really like that. Yeah. Nia looks at the Tron and sees Alexa Bliss and Mickey James talking trash about her, making fun of her size, making fun of her looks. This goes on a while, almost yeah. painfully long. Yeah. Uh, but even though it went on painfully long, I thought the subject matter was fine because they kept saying things that I'm like, oh, they shouldn't go there. Maybe they shouldn't go there. Oh, they're going to go there too. Oh, they're going to say that too. Okay. And they reveal, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, why the hell are they sitting here saying this? What are they waiting on? Why is there a camera there? Why is there a microphone there? And they tied it all together, and I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> they said, where the hell's Charlie? She was supposed to be here. Yeah. Charlie rolls in. <laughs> and Charlie's like, hey, sorry, but got all I needed. <laughs> That uh, boom mic was on, and everybody heard everything that you said. Yeah, this is one of those things where, for the first however many minutes, because it felt like a long time before they even brought up Charlie, I was like, "Why? Why are we seeing this? Why is Nia seeing this?" And and still, even after Charlie comes in and goes, "Well, the, that boom mic's been on the whole time," um, and there's a camera over there it was all set up for the for the interview. 
Um, I got to know, like, did 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 the guy in the truck like throw to that camera? And I'm like, okay, guys, peace out. I'm out. I gotta go hit that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And then nobody else is man in the truck because like once they realized there was no Charlie Caruso there, they probably would have like you know gone away from that feed. But um, whatever. Uh, it, don't you can't think about stuff like this too much. I appreciate them um, attempting. Uh, uh, where they where they never usually do attempting to give us a reason for this whole thing happening. Um, and uh, and yeah, I uh, I think they've somehow figured out a way to make now the irresistible force Nia Jax because that's on her Tron now. They on her Titan Tron it says the irresistible force. So now yeah. that's her name. Um, they've she tore found apart a, the locker room and screamed a lot. They found a way to make her sympathetic while she ruins everyone's luggage. Yeah, man, that's not fun. But wow. got a good reaction. Crowd was yeah. chanting, making noise, cheering. Yeah, that's good. I didn't think they'd be able to do that because they pulled the trigger on this turn months ago, then forgot about it. Yeah, they, but no, they, they but they pulled like they she turned heel on the heel back then. Now she's firmly babyface, and it's rare that you get a giant babyface getting her uh, revenge on a very small heel and making it work. But the crowd is going to be bloodthirsty when these two get in a ring together. Like, it's going to be really well done, I think. So we had this multiple segment, like four or five different segments that tied into this main event. <clears throat> the Miztourage were set to face the bar. The Miz announced earlier in the night we're going to get their crack at a WrestleMania match. So the Mr. Oz attack, <laughs> the bar who, you know, I don't think really gar- should have garnered the hate that they got. And I'll talk about that in a moment. They've been challenging everybody. The bar fight back, but then every Raw team attacks them. All of them. Balor Club, Revival, Slater and Rhino, Titus Worldwide. And <laughs> Corey Graves says, quote, they can't possibly defend the titles against all these teams, end quote, to which I reply, you haven't watched many WrestleManias, have you? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Rhino, super over in Detroit tonight, his hometown. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but had you and I made a trip to Detroit, we would have been in the tag title picture tonight. Yes. Backstage, the bar went traded to SmackDown. They mentioned a superstar shakeup. Right, uh, rumored for after WrestleMania, which means that's going down. That is their confirmation of it, or else WWE wouldn't have it brought up. And they want everybody on SmackDown. But Kurt Angle announces a tag team battle royal later tonight to, de- to determine the WrestleMania opponents for the bar. Thumbs up, superstar shakeup. Sorely needed. Very much needed. But WWE is getting to a point right now where a lot of this talent Right now, there's a lot of talent that doesn't have anywhere to go, as is. Yeah. And you've got they're pushing some of their NXT talent to 205 Live, which is fine, understandable. That show was hot. It is on fire. It is a really, really good wrestling show. Yeah. But not a lot of that. You got to wonder if that's really maximizing the use of them. However, sure. SmackDown needs some help. It needs some real help. And maybe it needs a shakeup in the form of create creatively more than anything. Yeah. We get a recap of, well, first off, the bar. I side with them. They're just challenging oh. people. 
They yeah. want everybody to step up. They're beating everybody. No, no, not? Like, they're they're not they're not um like all right, we challenge everybody to come out and they like, okay, well later tonight you're gonna face Titus Worldwide. And then backstage they they you know kneecap Apollo Crews before the match. Like that's mm-hmm. not what they're doing. They're being honorable. We want to face the best. Give us your best. And and they're 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 beating everybody. Now, do I think that the revival should be putting up better fights against the bar? Yes, I do. But they're not booked that way. That's not who they that's not who that team is. There really isn't anybody currently on the raw roster. We talk about it all the time. SmackDown is chock a block full of great tag teams that I would love to see wrestle the bar, but they're over on SmackDown. For me, I'd like to see the bar stay on Raw and bring one or two of those teams over from SmackDown as opposed to sending the, the bar over there and making the disparity between the two divisions even greater. But, um, but yeah, I, I do think that there's a lot to be done with the bar facing the, the, the crop of teams over on, uh, on SmackDown. We get a recap of Symphony of Destruction last week. Elias is in the ring all bandaged up but just leaves. Let me get one of those goddamn Braun Strowman promos with those dumb graphics. Ugh. Strowman rightfully wants to know who his WrestleMania opponent will be. Yes, he does. We get the tag team top contender battle royal where the winner will move on to WrestleMania to face the bar. Mm-hmm. Braun comes out and eliminates Apollo immediately. Heath is sent into the barricade. This match goes on far too long. The commercial is anticlimactic. I thought an execution until the very end, this was miserable, mm. poor, mm. not good. Mm. Titus lands, uh, Braun is also sent through a barricade. Titus hits Clash of the Titus in the ring. Axel eliminates the last of the Revival. So the Miz Tourage are booked stronger than the Revival. The revival desperately need that shakeup, which is yep. about as far as over there. Here's the hoping they land on SmackDown Live. Braun Strowman eliminates Titus. Luke Gallows, Bo Dallas. Carl Anderson tries to fire up with lots of big kicks. I love babyface Carl Anderson. Then Braun grabs grabs Anderson in the familiar way we saw him grab a lot of enhancement talent, stares at him, screams, I'm going to WrestleMania! And heaves Carl Anderson over the top rope onto the crowd. And my favorite thing about this, when you go back and watch the slow-mo, Carl grips the top rope with two little fingers to ensure that he gets over okay. <laughs> two. Just perfect. Braun's going to WrestleMania. What did you think of, of this tag team scenario? And this sure beats a lot of the stuff that I that, that has been rumored to have had, which I don't like to report a lot of storyline stuff, guys, but I've been told that a lot of the rumored things for WrestleMania just aren't happening. And obviously, as we've seen, Play yeah. out over the last two nights. That's why your boy doesn't report a lot of storyline stuff because hashtag plans change. Yeah. But um or I like hashtag, this. hashtags plans were never plans to begin with. Yes. That, and, that, and there were false reports. Anyway, um uh yeah. As when this was announced, this little battle royal, and I realized it was the main event, I was like, Well, there's gotta be a surprise entrant. Mm-hmm. Like none of these teams are worthy of a one of a of a single you know, two on two tag match for the titles at Mania. It is not. I mean, you know, there are teams that could have been if you had booked them correctly over the past several months, but you didn't. Like that's the whole thing is that I, I would love if I would love for the raw tag team division to be great, but it's not. 
It's not because because you wrote them to be bad. So um, there had to be somebody. Uh, I thought it was like going to be a surprise debut of some team early heading into Mania, like a crazy super fast three week build, like War Machine out of nowhere, something crazy. It's got to end the show big, right? And they ended up with the biggest way they possibly could by having Braun come out and become the tag team champs, um, uh, at least the tag team contenders. Uh, when he came out, it became obvious he was going to win this because why would you put him in this match if he wasn't going to win it? Which is where your gripe with this match going on too long and the commercial being anticlimactic um, comes into play. Because as soon as we see Braun, we know he's winning this thing, so let's get it over with. Um, but they had like 15 minutes to go, so they, that's why that happened. Um, and yeah, it was there was some stuff that was sloppy. I, I love this, but the, the thing was is that we've always wanted Braun to enter a battle royal and eliminate everybody by himself to win the thing. And this was basically that. Um, and uh, I, I did think it was weird that, like, the, the guy who I think could put up a, 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 a good enough fight against Braun was eliminated first. Like, Apollo Crews went out first, which is not the way I would have booked it. I would have had Slater go out first or, you know, Bo Dallas or something. But have to get rid of Apollo first seemed weird. Um, they tried to tease Titus as being a match for Braun. We know that's not true. There's a lot of things they try and like, you know, make happen in the match like this that are just not happening. Like fetch, it's not happening. Um, so the thing that comes out of this is either it's your thing that you mentioned a while back, they, that, that they force Braun to find a tag team partner and he forces Elias to be that partner, which I would accept. That yes. would be fine with me. However, it is certainly preferential by me that Braun goes in in a one-on-two match versus the bar, and it's a really good match, but he wins. And then Braun is the tag team champs, and he comes out the Raw after Mania holding both belts above his hand. Think about how cool that tag, that, that his taunt would be, where he throws up both hands if in each hand he's got a title belt. That would be awesome. That would be so cool. It's totally iconic. Um, and then you have him defend the Raw Tag Team Champions in handicap matches for like a while. That that okay? So I used to be completely against that, and it's funny because Jeff Hawkins called this one hundred percent. He's like Triple H's favorite thing that he always did was beating the tag champions on his own. But here's yeah. the thing: I buy that from Braun. I yeah. buy it from him that he doesn't. He could do that by himself. And if you want a realistic challenge for Braun Strowman, two guys are that realistic challenge. Yep. He's throwing over ambulances and stuff. I usually have a lot of problems. I even had a problem when it was Batista back in the day. Yeah. Because even Batista, as imposing and dominant as he was, when I would see him stack up La Resistance, and La Resistance were a pew, the bottom, some of the bottom tag team. When I would see him stack them up and pin them, I was like, ah, man, like stuff, stuff like that. Like tag team wrestling is rough. Uh, Just a little fun fact, a text message from Mrs. SRS, as my coworkers in Toronto called her. All the cats jumped and looked up at the stairs when you yelled, I'm going to WrestleMania. (laughs) So even brawn impersonations turn heads. That's true. Feline heads. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I think on paper, WrestleMania is going to be really good in the ring or could be. And yeah. based on the run times that we got in matches last year, 
I think a lot of fun can happen. Uh, somebody said, do I have any recommendations from this weekend? I haven't got to check out the New Japan Cup stuff. You all need to watch the Punishment Martinez-Marty Skrull match from Ring of Honor 16th anniversary. That was a sprint for 10 minutes. It was a lot of fun. I interviewed Punishment Martinez last week. It's up on the site. It was on the list in your boy, which airs Wednesdays, 3 p.m. Eastern. That is a very fun podcast. The founder of Fightful, Jimmy Van, and myself. Of course, we do a post-Smackdown show. And I did a post-Ring uh, of Honor 16th anniversary show as well. I'll be doing those for every major Ring of Honor show. So definitely check those out as well. There, There's not a lot over at Fightful.com that that you can't find. We've got a little bit of everything from satire to serious news to columns to match ratings to uh, a sort of a newsletter format on Friday. I don't like to go full in-depth. I basically give you all some fightful news, some behind-the-scene news, some stuff that doesn't fit into articles, uh, some things I hear backstage from WWE. That drops Friday morning. And, of course, we have all your boxing and MMA coverage as well. Dropping a ton of exclusives on the MMA side. Like there's nobody doing the type of crossover coverage that Fightful.com is. And uh, you guys are a big part of that. I want you all to keep sharing those articles, liking us, thumbs up. I have the Holy Smokes MMA podcast tomorrow. We have Curtis Blades, top 10 UFC heavyweight on the show. Joe Lozon, a longtime UFC veteran. We're going to get pros picks for Volkov versus Verdum this Saturday. Hot dog. Somebody asks, SRS, can Big Cass compete in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania? It depends. I know he's been working out, but I don't know his health status yet. Because uh, him working out at the Performance Center is a lot different than him being good to go at that size with with a bum ACL. It would be a great comeback for him to come yeah. back and win the, the battle royal as as a thing. Like because like this is the thing is his his character was entirely tied to Enzo. Him going out when he did, and then the whole Enzo thing and the cruiserweights and Enzo leaving the way he did. He gets to come back and be a completely different guy now. I don't know what that's going to be, but I'm excited to see what it could be. Head over to FightfulWrestling.com. I want you all to click that little exclusives tab. There's going to be a ton of stuff there that you all didn't even realize was over at Fightful.com from interviews to podcasts. I'm uploading full shoot interviews uh, all the time. I actually just found the first interview I did with Matt Riddle four years ago out of a Titan FC fighting card where I said, hey, man, you ever considered pro wrestling? That was a fun conversation, and that worked out for him. Alex, where can the people follow you on social media? You can follow me on Twitter, at Pulowski the Fourth. Also, in regard to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, WWE hasn't announced anything. We'll see how it goes. Uh, maybe they'll do a men's one this year. Maybe not. Hmm. I guess we'll see. Uh, also, LOL, a coach burying the camera work because he said it was so bad because they tried to bury him for not being able to tell Rhino apart from Bo Dallas. And he's like, "It's the camera work is so bad. Yeah, coach. I'm with you on this one, buddy. I'm with you. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Like us. Thumbs up. Subscribe. Share. Also, visit our friends over at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. You'll see us working with them a lot. We're incorporating their videos into our articles. We're syndicating List and Your Boy on their channel. They do the Fightful Wrestling Weekly video. Lots of good stuff over there at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But visit Fightful.com, your source and your leader in crossover combat sports coverage. Until next time, guys, we are out. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. 
With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 